0: Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and
1: 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And uh, with that, uh, for the first time in uh, seven years, the World Series won't feature the Astros or the Dodgers. Meanwhile, uh, big game uh, also on the schedule today between uh, Arizona and Philadelphia. Meanwhile, the NBA season tips off tonight and you know there's still time to uh, to make your bets. I guess uh we'll see if the Pelicans can keep Zion Williamson healthy this year. Elsewhere, upset alert. The uh, Vikings last night beat the 49ers when just 2 weeks ago we thought they were impenetrable. Uh but the Vikings uh find a way to do it. Meanwhile, uh, Yennis, uh the big uh, Milwaukee Buck player, is uh, signs a three-year deal for 186 million dollars. Uh, he'll be with Milwaukee through the 27-28 season.
2: No doubt that off-season trade motivated him to uh, ink a little extension
1: there. I agree with you, and uh, as I said, uh, with that. So um, also, the National Hockey League is going to play. I believe what everybody's going to play tonight.
2: Yeah. There's some sort of ESPN promotion, uh, some sort of hockey frenzy night or something to that effect. I know the Blackhawks are playing at 7:30, and that game is on ESPN for folks uh, interested.
1: I uh, hear you. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, uh, of course, uh, last night the rangers advance. Uh, a lot of stakes alive of course the first six games of the american league championship series were won by the road team well last night game seven followed by the same script with the rangers pounding the astros 11 of four in houston to advance to the world series and deny their in-state rivals a shot at back-to-back titles meanwhile uh, uh, there have been now been two postseason series in Major League history where the road team has won all seven games. Believe it or not, it was the 2019 uh, World Series uh, with the Nationals taking the crown. And uh, this year, the ALCS Championship Series with the Astros uh, and, and the Texans. Uh, the Astros were involved in both of those as they lost to the Nationals. Yep. And again, uh, last night to uh, the Rangers. Anyway, is the third time a charm? Will this be the Rangers' third trip to the World Series, where they're zero and two? They lost in 2010 to the Giants, who guess was coached by Bruce Bochy, mm-hmm. and then the following year they lost to the Cardinals in uh, in seven games. Uh, and there's rumors going around right now that Dusty Baker has reportedly told several people inside and That's outside what I'm hearing. yeah the Astros organization that this was his final season as a manager of course uh, one national publication reports that the 75 year old would retire with 2,240 wins 57 in the playoffs and one title of course which he won last year with the Astros in 2022 so uh with that uh, the National League Championship Series the D-backs uh beat the Phillies last uh yesterday afternoon I should say 5 to 1 to hand Philadelphia its first home loss of the postseason and force a decisive uh game 7 and with that uh, a first for Philly this will be the first game 7 in the history of the Phillies franchise which was established way back in 1883, and for reference, the state of Arizona wasn't even a state back then, as they became a. Team. That's hard to believe because back, uh, well, you
2: yeah, know, they they went to a lot of playoff series in the 70s, but those were five game series. That's
1: right. So yeah. that's right, and I think the and they first didn't go
2: to a whole lot of World Series uh, after. Well, what, the I'm, 50s? Gu-
1: I'm I'm going to throw it at you. 1915 was the first year they played in a World Series. They lost it. Then the Wiz Kids of 1950 got uh, were beaten four nothing by the Yankees uh, in 50, and then again, of course, the Phillies made it in 80 when they beat the Royals and Pete Rose and Mike Schmidt and that company. And then again, they lost in 83 to the Orioles, and then again, they played in the World Series in 93 when Williams gave Toronto up the lost, yeah, yeah they lost to Toronto, and then again. They uh, won it, finally, in 08 again. And then... In Colorado. Yeah, and then they... No, 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 no. That was the year they... Yeah, 07. In Tampa. Yes. And then 09, didn't they lose to the Yankees in 09? Which is, believe it or not, the last time the Yankees have been in a World Series uh, with that. So, anyway... Uh, with that, so uh, Arizona's second baseman, Cattell Morte is on fire. He's got a 15-game hitting streak, tied for the sixth longest in postseason history. And just two games away from tying Manny Ramirez is oh three oh four Mark, Derek Jeter in 98, 99, and Hank Bauer, who played with the Yankees back in uh, 56 and 58 for the longest ever. So uh, with that, uh, anyway, this is the fourth time this century that both league championship series have gone seven games, too. Uh, with that, uh, of course, the 03 uh, year, 04, and the 2020 year. So, uh, with that, uh, in the meantime. So, uh, the streak continues. The last time a team to win back-to-back World Series were the Yankees, and they did it three straight from 98 to 2000. With the Astros now eliminated, we will have gone 23 straight seasons without a repeat of a Major League Baseball championship. So, uh Anyway, pretty interesting. Uh, Anyway, no Game 7. Of course, the Phillies are one of five Major League franchises that have never played in a winner-take-all. Game 7, the other four, the White Sox, the Padres, the Mariners, and the Rockies. Of course, uh, Padres, Mariners, and Rockies, all expansion teams. The White Sox have been around uh, forever, for that matter. Anyway, in other news uh, with that, of course, uh, uh, Monday night uh, football last night. Who would have thunk it that the – uh, that the Vikings would have beaten back uh, the 49ers. As I mentioned earlier, the 49ers looked uh, like they were just unbeatable, just uh, blowing teams out and uh, securing wins. And last night uh, uh, the Vikings found a way to to keep the uh, 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 49ers off the scoreboard as uh, they jump out to a lead and uh, hang on just one fabulous catch by a Viking, uh, uh, was, is Addison a rookie? I'm trying to recall. If, if
2: it's, if he's not a rookie, it's kind of a breakout season for him. And and last night was sort of his debutante ball.
1: That it was too, as, uh, he made a catch that, uh, and took it away from, uh, the defender for the 49ers and, uh, raced into the end zone, I think from 60 yards out. And, uh, with that, uh, the Vikings take down the 49ers, uh, 22-17 to 17 in Minneapolis to hand San Francisco its second straight loss. And uh, the Eagles and Chiefs now, uh, who faced off in Super Bowl, uh, what was that, 57, are now the only one-loss teams in uh, 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 the NFL uh, football right now. So uh, with that, uh, uh, we'll see what uh, is conjured up. Of course, meanwhile, I also saw a report to Jeff that uh, uh, Olave uh, was picked up yesterday, arrested for doing 70 in a 35. Don't know if you may have saw that story somewhere. Yeah, I've seen it everywhere. It's it's
2: been all over the place. Uh, But I'm looking at an ESPN piece. It's on Joe Yenny Boulevard, Saints practice facility in Metairie, not too far from that particular road. But uh, Saints didn't have a comment. They are aware of the situation. But uh, the Saints didn't practice yesterday after they were given the weekend off following the Thursday night game. Saints still held meetings. Players were required to be at the facility uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, but, unfortunate situation there. 70 in a 30. I hope, you know, apart from just the speeding, I hope he wasn't speeding in an area where there was a lot of traffic.
1: Yeah, uh, of course, 70 miles an hour in a 30, 35 mile an hour yeah. zone, that's a little. Uh, hate to say it, but I'm going to say it. That's a little idiotic uh, with that. Mm-hmm. So uh, with that, uh, we'll see what uh, Young, takes place. Young, wealthy
2: people with fast toys.
1: Uh, pretty accurate, yeah, in that regard. So uh, with that. But um, in the meantime, i uh, got some high school rankings that came out. Uh, I don't know if these were Sunday, uh, but uh, Monday afternoon. Uh, with that, with uh, uh, Louisiana Sportswriters uh, Association course in 5A, uh, pretty much uh, – Edna Car uh seven and oh they took, got eight first place votes, followed by Destrahan, the defending uh uh champion, uh followed by Zachary who's seven and O. Rustin eight and O. Karen Crow also eight and O. John Curtis five and two Kathakai Baton Rouge comes in at 7th at 5 and 2 followed by Brother Martin at 6 and 2, Uh at 6 and 2 and number 10 is East St. John at 7 and 1. Others receiving votes uh West Monroe uh followed by Captain Shreve. Anybody else from this area Southside, I got six votes there about uh in 16th place. That's uh the only uh, local team they, they
2: dropped quite a bit. Uh, yeah, after uh,
1: Acadiana hammered them uh pretty bad. Uh who was not ranked uh he is now. That's correct. Mentioned. That's correct. Anyway, in the 4A poll, St. Thomas-Moore, they didn't grab all first-place votes. Believe it or not, somebody voted for LCA after they beat uh, Westgate uh, uh, this past weekend. Of course, St. Thomas-Moore is 8-0 right now, and uh, they've got to play LCA. Uh, LCA is 7-1. I think their one loss was, I believe, to Calvary, Rustin. or Calvary yeah, Baptist. It was Ruston. It was Rustin, not yeah. Calvary. Calvary yeah. Baptist, I thought, beat them. Uh, they beat Westgate. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's Westgate's one loss.
2: No, Westgate's lost three times now.
1: Well, oh, you, that's you right. You were talking about Lafayette yeah, Christian. Lafayette Christian, yeah, lost to uh, Rustin. Yes, you're correct. I stand corrected on that. Neville comes in at third. North Dakota at fourth. West Feliciana at fifth. Tied with Shaw uh, at seventh. Is Cecilia makes a showing up there. They were tenth last week. Warren Easton, who's ineligible for the playoffs, fell again at three and four. And, and In fact, they're done. Yeah, they're ineligible for the No, playoffs. no, no.
2: They stopped their season. Really? Yeah, there was something about, uh, I don't know if there was uh, a particular incident, uh, but Warren Easton just said, we're done. Uh, and some parents were upset because homecoming uh, isn't, you know, the homecoming game. Uh, obviously, other homecoming activities can take place, but they, they uh, have uh, wrapped up their season.
1: Yeah, they had some issues with regards to uh, – I don't know if it was ineligible players or something, but they were uh, disqualified from participating in the playoffs this year, early, earlier this year. I think it might even be before the season began. Yeah, no began. doubt, no doubt. Anyway, uh, Lutcher comes in at 9th at 5-2, and two, followed by Turlings Catholic at uh, in the 10th spot. Others receiving votes. Of course, Westgate's down there at 11th. Uh, Opelousa's uh, uh, is 16th. Uh, they they took in five votes in the 4A poll. In the 3A poll, ULAB, U- uh, from uh, La- uh, from Baton Rouge, rather, uh, comes in at first place uh, with nine first-place votes. They garnered uh, E.D. White, who's also undefeated U-Lab, has one loss on the year. And believe it or not, they're going to be in Division Three this year. And talking to Coach Desimo last night on uh, – the CHS Coaches Show, Lou Blab, is going to qualify to play in Division Three, which uh, Catholic High will be part of, and uh, I think right now... Catholic will that be
2: next season?
1: No, that's like, we're talking about the playoffs.
2: Well, they weren't in Division Three last year?
1: Uh, I'm trying to recall if they were.
2: I, I don't see things changing from last year to this year. True. Next year, Yes.
1: But it wasn't St. James, also a Triple A team that Lorville had to oh, play yeah, up absolutely. there. That we did a game on. Uh, anyway, with that, Ed White second going on in the three A poll. St. James is third, followed by Singleton up in North of Monroe. Gina. Parkview Baptist, who Cathachi beat earlier this year, comes in at 6. they They're seven and one. They're only lost to Cathachi. John F. Kennedy out there in East New Orleans comes in at seventh. Uh, St. Louis of Lake Charles comes in at eighth. Union Parish, that's Formerville, at ninth. And Wassman up there uh, around Monroe comes in at tenth. Others receiving votes, no one uh, particular in this area. Meanwhile, in the uh, 2A poll, uh Calvary Baptist, uh, which is undefeated, comes in at eight no. They only garnered uh nine of the twelve first place votes, St Charles, the defending champion, and select. Took the other three. Uh, Newman is seven and zero. They're number three. Uh, Oak Grove comes in at four. D- Dunham at Baton Rouge five. Notre Dame McCrawley is six, and they're five and three on the year. Manny comes in at seventh. They're five and two. Episcopal of Baton Rouge at six and two, followed by Catholic High, who bumped up to ninth after their big win over Franklin uh, this past week. They come in at six and two. They were unrated uh, or not rated last week. South of Plaquemine. Comes in at tenth. Others receiving votes in the area. Lorville comes in at twelfth. Uh, meanwhile, Ascension Episcopal comes in at fourteenth. With that, so uh, for local teams. And last but not least, the one A poll. Million Catholic holding on to the top seed as they did last week. As a Washington Christian uh, comes in at second, uh, Vermilion Catholic had seven first place votes, followed by uh, a Washington Christian at five. Southern Lab comes in at third, followed by Kentwood, Riverside Academy, Homer that's up in North Louisiana, H O M E R, Logansport at seventh, Haynesville at eighth, Saint Martin's of uh, Metairie. Comes in at ninth. Uh, they're supposed to have the number one running back in the country uh, who plays for St. Martin. I do believe he's a junior this year. And followed by 10th, uh, St. Mary's up in Natchitoches area. Others receiving votes in the area. Generet uh, got one vote, along with Appaloosa's Catholic, with one vote in the 1A poll, Jeff. And uh, that's pretty much uh, interesting. And, uh, of course, the power rating's out. I think Catholic High comes in at sixth. In that uh, poll, so uh, with that uh, pretty interesting. Uh, quickly now to uh, well,
2: um, go ahead. University Lab did compete in Division Three last season. Made it to the semis.
1: Yeah, who ended up beating them? Uh, was it St. Charles? Dunham beat
2: them, and then yeah. Dunham lost to St. Charles. Charles
1: Catholic for the uh, championship. Yeah. Uh, and St. Charles Catholic right now leading, uh, uh, or in second in the poll, uh, followed by uh, 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 I want to say uh, what was it, uh, C- Washington not uh, uh that was in uh, Calvary Baptist in the 2A polls. so uh strong division of course uh teams uh some triple A teams will play some double A teams in the playoffs to break it out uh, fairly last year uh Lorville had to go travel to St. James to play a triple A team Caffekai uh I think entertained uh Lake Charles uh college prep who was a triple A team so uh just just the way it falls right now and uh We'll see how that uh, will come about. Meanwhile, uh, in other uh, sporting news, uh, with that, of course, baseball on today. The NBA season tips off tonight, too. Uh, We'll see if the Pelicans can keep uh, Zion Williams (laughs) healthy, and uh, basically the Nuggets, of course, won their first NBA championship last season, leaving uh, 10 franchises without a title. They are the New York Nets, the Pacers, the Suns, believe it or not, the Clippers, the Jazz, the Hornets, the Magic, the Timberwolves, the Grizzlies, and of course the Pelicans who are the uh, youngest uh, new franchise at 0-2 uh, uh, That when they came into the league in 2002. Of course, the title odds, uh, if you want to put a little money on the Pelicans, they're plus 5,000. I'm not sure if that's a $100 bet. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is uh, with that. Uh, the Pelicans are plus 5,000 to win the uh, first NBA championship. Of course, last but not least, the Hornets at a plus 50,000. So, uh If you like your odds or chances for something of that nature, uh, you can put it down. But in the meantime, uh, uh, NBA season, hockey tonight, I think all 32 teams uh, are playing tonight uh, in hockey uh, with that. So uh, Major League Baseball later on today or tonight as the uh, Diamondbacks try to take out the uh, Phillies and the Diamondbacks, uh, if my mind is uh, correct, uh, played in only one World Series And they beat the Yankees in 0-1 on that uh, Luis Gonzalez uh, Mm -hmm. uh, game-winning hit up the middle to win the World Series over. And I want to say, was it? That's
2: that's when you know things are not rigged, when after 9-11 the Yankees didn't win the World Series. You know (laughs) it was not rigged.
1: That is correct. So uh, with that, but an exciting series as it was. So in the meantime, just about time to take a break here on Bayou Sports, and uh, we'll have uh, Coach Uh, Terry Martin on at 7.30. He'll talk about his big game last week and a bigger game coming up this Friday where he takes on Catholic High. Uh, Radio will be there to broadcast that game. In the meantime, let's go ahead and take our break. You'll listen to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, Tuesday morning, uh, October the 24th. We'll be back with a coach right after this.
0: Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy.
2: to answer to pain.com
3: athletic field provides challenges that test a competitor it is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish i am jacob lander and i'm running for state representative in district 49 i've created hundreds of jobs good paying jobs that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs this is my challenge and i need your help your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us
0: Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana Campaign. Why are interscholastic
4: sports called the last classroom of the day? Because they teach students important life lessons like teamwork, accountability, and perseverance. School sports are so much more than a game. They're about developing the whole person. That's why they're an essential part of every student's education. Encourage your student to participate in the last classroom of the day. Interscholastic Sports in Louisiana. This message presented by the LHSAA
0: and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240.
1: Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And on the line with us is head football coach of the Lorville Tigers, Coach Terry Martin. Good morning, Coach, and as always,
5: welcome to the show. Good morning,
1: y'all. Thank y'all for having me on this morning. Well, Coach, it's getting exciting now. We're uh, through our eighth week of uh, high school football, and uh, what a big win for your team last Friday night over the Ascension Episcopal Blue Gators. And uh, why don't you give our listeners uh, who weren't able to, uh, I guess, listen in on Saturday morning, uh, how did that uh, game go uh, last Friday night and, uh, of course, your bigger game uh, this coming Friday. Go ahead, Coach.
5: We we finally I, I think played a little bit closer to to what you know I, I thought we've been capable of all season. It, it seems like every week when I talk to y'all, you know I'm kind of you know mentioning how I just wish we would keep you know quit killing ourselves at certain points in in, in all these games. Uh, and and uh, you know again I think this is one of the cleaner games we have played for most of most of the game at least. Uh, finally, kind of putting it together. Uh, we played extremely well defensively. Uh, and actually I, you know, held them to one, uh, to a field goal, uh, at one point during the game. And, uh, you know, offensively when we had to, we threw the ball better. I I thought that our protection was better than it's been all year. And, and that's kind of a a tribute to some of those younger kids or inexperienced kids because we did have several starters out for this game, a couple of our, our offensive linemen and those kids who, who came in to replace them really did a good job, uh, and, uh, Finally, we seemed to run the ball a little bit better too. Uh, You know, especially late in the game when we had to run the ball, uh, I thought our kids made made some pretty good adjustments. Our coaches saw some things that where we we slightly changed some of the how we were blocking a couple of things, and uh, you know, for most of the game it was one of our more complete games. Uh, Of course, we had to make it a little more interesting right at the end. uh, For the for the second week in a row, uh, last week uh, we had a snap over the punter's head that gave them the ball inside the five yard line. And then uh, this week is actually, it was a little low and went right through our punter's legs. And, uh, you know, when we were kind of backed up towards our own end zone. And uh, we kind of had the same thing, although it was a different kid punting. Uh, you know, instead of trying to just get the ball off and kick it as quickly as he could, he ran around, tried to make people miss, and unfortunately, you know, got tackled. Might have been on like our two or three-yard line, uh, you know, uh, close that close to our goal line. So that was one of their other touchdowns uh, that they had. So, you know, if you take that away, we would have you know played a pretty good game had that not have happened. Uh, but, again, you know, for, at least as far as I'm concerned, that seems like it, it was a year ago, uh, you know, just scrambling, trying to get everything ready because, uh, like you mentioned, you know, we have a huge task in front of us this week uh, where I, I thought Ascension is always one of the, the most well-coached teams we play, you know, the most fundamental teams. Uh, the team now we're playing someone who I think is just the same, as far as when it comes to coaching and fundamentals, but, but they, they pretty talented, uh, this year, you know, the the last couple of years, but especially this year and maybe next year, I think this is one of the more talented groups that Catholic high will have, have, or have had in a while, uh, you know, just on offense, a really good quarterback, uh, you know, not only a good athlete, but, but just really, uh, football savvy, you know, it seems like he knows that he knows the game really well, uh, they have a couple of threats on the edge, but they have one really talented wide receiver that's as good or better than anybody we've played all year. They're really big up front, uh, real physical with their offensive line. And again, play with great technique. And then turning over on the other side of the ball, uh, they have three of the bigger linebackers that will play all year. Uh, really good looking kids, uh, strong physical kids and, and talented in the secondary, uh, really talented kids back there on the back end. So, uh, you know, now you, you're putting it all together. Uh, I, and that's what I've told the kids. You know, it, it seems like everything that we do each week, you're building up to when you, you know to where you, you once you get to the playoffs, you've kind of seen everything when, when it comes to defensive fronts, coverages, uh, all the things that you might see. But I just think we're getting it a couple weeks early. Uh, you know, on all the film that we, we have on them, man, they've, they've been in at least three or four different fronts on defense. You know, they do a lot of different things you know, normally you have one, maybe two things where you got to, you know, get your offensive line prepared to block, but uh, they've done it all, and uh, it's almost like a, it's a it's a playoff game, and I think, uh, you know, just with the, the, the two communities being so close together, you know, all the history and the tradition that goes into it, uh, you know, as I've told you all before, I don't really get into that that much. Uh, you know, I've, I've always just kind of, you know, even when I was with, with on both sides of the Cecilia-Brobridge rivalry, and I haven't played in it, having coached on both sides of it. But when it comes down to the games, I just focus way more on the football aspect and, and leave all that other stuff to everybody else. But it just seems like, uh, you know, with, with the, the direction that both teams are going, uh, both teams having pretty good records, uh, when you put everything together, I, I really think on Friday, you know, we're going we're gonna to have pretty, pretty close to a playoff atmosphere as you can get.
2: Coach, uh, Saturday morning you talked about the familiarity of these players uh, with each other on both sides uh, of uh, the ball, and uh, how maybe uh, it's more the adults uh, that take this rivalry a little <laughs> bit more seriously than the players themselves.
5: And, and I, you know, I'm, I'm sure it still means a lot to them. Uh, you know, and it does. Uh, again, like I said, a lot of our kids are very familiar with each other, uh, having you know, just known each other all their lives played against each other whether it be baseball football and basketball actually a lot of these kids play against each other uh but but again uh you know they, they hang around together a lot and, and you know I'm, I'm just hoping you know again it's such a different uh deal or environment now with all the social media stuff you know and, and that's one thing you know i talk to our kids a lot about maybe throughout the year but especially this week not to get caught up in any of that you know, I, I wish we could actually just turn off their phones for a week. You know, for, you know if I'd be able to do that. Uh, but, but uh, you know, again, it, it is a huge, you know, a huge thing between these two communities, and that's a good thing. You know, and and you know, just people interested in football. And uh, we we actually we're going there. We were able to scrape together. We actually brought a couple of our eighth graders up, uh, who played junior high football, and, and they've been practicing with us. And uh, we think we're going to have enough. Hopefully, we can make that uh, trip today we're supposed to go and play them in a JV game at six uh, at their place. Uh, Last week we had to cancel our JV game just because with all the injuries we had and, you know, having to move some of those younger kids up. But, you know, we're going to go ahead and hopefully we don't, this is not a mistake because, you know, hopefully we don't get any other kids hurt. But our our young kids really need to play. And uh, this is actually their last JV game of the season. So uh, we're planning on going over there today and, and play our JV game. And then hopefully, you know, have some good practices. You know, we, we we did a few different things because of they, they run so many different fronts. You know, we're having to put in a few things that maybe we haven't run before, and uh, that's never. Uh, that's always uh, when you do that on a Monday. It's always kind of shaky. You know, and, and some of the stuff we did maybe didn't look so great yesterday just because it's new. So hopefully, you know, we can get two more good days in, and uh, and and you know have a good have a good uh, competitive game on Friday.
1: Coach, you know, you haven't mentioned, but uh, a win by Lauraville this coming uh, Friday night uh, gives you uh, an outright district
5: championship. Is that correct? Uh, I, I mean, I, I guess. I really haven't even looked at what everybody else is doing, to be honest. Uh, and, and I'm not, you know, a lot of people today, because of the way PowerPoints are, uh, you know, and they all mention how district championships really don't mean anything. And, you know, again, maybe it's because I'm just old, you know, and been doing it for such a long time, but... You know at the end of the day, once it's over, I think it absolutely means something. It's always something that you should kind of you know look- look forward to but but you know again that that's kind of something that happens after it's all said and done uh i i I really didn't even look at what everybody else's record is i I think that you know I would guess we're the only ones left who you know who are undefeated in our district schedule but uh you know again it, it, it's it's a lot more things that go into it and trying to get ready for friday and and then again, I'll just worry about that after uh you know, so when you look at it on paper, though, you know, the main benefit for any district champion is that whoever is the district champion has an automatic birth in the playoffs. So, you know, that, that, I guess, means something. But, but now it's all based on PowerPoint. So, you know, I'll worry about all that once it's all said and done. Uh, I just think we have way too much and way too many things to work on right now to really even look at that. Uh, but, uh, you know, if, if it is, once the season's over, then we'll enjoy it. You know, right now we, We've got to get ready for, for Tuesday is my big thing.
2: There you go. And also, uh, not to look past your uh, Week 10 opponent uh, on the road, but at home this Friday, uh, I would imagine, senior night. Uh, talk a little bit about that class.
5: Yes, it is. It is. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, it, it's senior night for, uh, for our kids, for also the cheerleaders, our trainers, our uh, band, you know, dance team members. You know, it's kind of a big deal for them. And, uh, you know, after their four years of being here, the, all the know they'll walk with their parents before the game. And, you know, and, of course, there's going to be a, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure at some point I really had not had time to think about it. Maybe it'd be a little, a little sentimental for me, too, because my son's a senior. Uh, you know, like my wife walked out last night with uh, with the T-shirt. That, like I think all the moms, uh, senior moms got T-shirts or whatever. And, uh, you know, and, and that's when it kind of hit me. Uh, you know, it, it, with everything, you just kind of forget about all that stuff. Uh you know, and and so I'm sure once that comes, you know, again, it'll, it's a pretty special night uh, because, you know, not many people get to do this, and, and I, I realize that, and, and I guess, you know, the longer I've done it, the more I appreciate those things because I see a lot of times coaches who have to miss things, you know, miss some of their the events that their kids have because they're coaching on Friday night. Uh, we're kind of talking about it. One of our coaches has a, you know, has a kid that goes somewhere else, and he was talking about whenever this particular night comes, he says, when, you know, whenever we're doing the scheduling, we may have to look at possibly, he said, if in anyway, you can look at maybe trying to get that, that night on a Thursday game, you know, so he'd be able to be, attend uh, his, you know, his daughter's event. And, uh, you know, I've always been one of those guys that, uh you know, I, I think it might have been, I'm trying to remember, it might have been Chan Gailey maybe. You remember he coached with the Dolphins, coached at Georgia Tech.
2: Cowboys he kind of had them. his rule,
5: with, you know, with his coaches. If you miss one of your kids' events, I'll fire you. You know, that 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 was one of his things. You know, you need to be at all your kids' events. And, and uh, I've been very, very blessed to, to, to be able to do that. You know, I think I may have mentioned before, you know, my two daughters were both on the homecoming court when I was at Cecilia. And uh, had it not been that if we were at the same school, I could not have walked with them for their homecoming night. And, you know, but because I was coaching in the game, you know, I was able to hurry up run kind of do a couple of the halftime things and run back and be able to experience that with them. And uh, that, that's something that I'll never forget. And so, you know, again, this night, you know, for all our seniors, but especially this group, some of these kids, uh, again, I've been knowing literally since they're in diapers, Uh, you know, a couple of uh, close family friends. uh, So I've been knowing them since they were born and, you know, they've played with my son growing up uh, and the rest of them probably since they were maybe four or five years old, you know, so uh, once, you look back on it, obviously it's, going to, you know, it's a pretty special class. But, uh, again, our big focus right now is, uh, is can we do a little bit better today than we did yesterday? That's, that's my big thing, you know, because there are some shaky things, uh, especially offensively. Uh, and so hopefully we can get clean that up and have a better Tuesday.
2: There you go. With all that being said, going to be a big crowd. Anything the fans need to know about uh, attending Friday's game?
5: No, just, uh, again, uh, uh, a regular Friday night. Uh, I know that our, our quarterback club, our Tiger, we have that Tiger Den area. I'm, I'm sure you're all familiar yes. with where they have that, that deck, you know, where they'll cook for the players and they'll do different things. They're actually having a send an invitation out to all of our, our players' parents uh, to try to just, you know, to kind of have a community event before the game. So, uh, you know, we'll probably have a bigger crowd in there than usual. Uh, down there. They're doing all kind of cooking and, and everything. So, we'll probably have a big group there. Um, I'm sure, you know, again, with, with the interest in this game, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I'm Catholic High is going to bring a large group. Uh, we've had some very good crowds this year ourselves. So, uh, it, you know, I think, again, it's going to be a packed house. I just wish it was about 10 degrees cooler. <laughs> then yeah. it would, you know, it'd really be a great football atmosphere. But I, I think you see a lot of people cooking in their yards, uh, cooking in the bank parking lot. You know, like I said, there, there'll be stuff going on all over should be, uh, you know, just, just with everything that, that high school football is, uh, I'm expecting it to be Friday. So, you know, really looking forward to it and, and thankful that, you know, we have we were able to do that.
2: Yeah, and we're looking forward to broadcasting it. And, again, uh, we'll look forward to checking in with you pregame on Friday. But thanks for joining us this morning. And anything else you want to add before we let you go?
5: Uh, no, that's about it, man. I'm, I'm When I hang out with you all, I'm jumping on, on the practice schedule and getting started on that.
2: Fair enough. Coach, always a pleasure. Uh, again, we'll see you Friday night, but thanks for joining us today.
5: Sounds good. Thank you all very much. Yeah. I'll have a good rest of the week. You, you too, too, man. Coach.
1: Have a good luck to you. Appreciate that. Yeah, big game, both teams. Uh, you know, that's what high school football here in the area is all about with a natural rivalry between the two schools, as he mentioned Many of the uh, players on each team know everybody. Uh, and sports. and two
2: great fan bases. Ooh, yes. and, and I think about that with Delcam too. Just yes. uh, an amazing community spirit uh, behind those schools.
1: Yeah, and uh, look forward to uh, uh, seeing the uh, outcome of that game. So. Uh, With that, Jeff, just about time to take another break here on Bayou Sports on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll come back with a little bit more uh, right after this.
4: Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows.
6: Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at LA Classic Roofing, and the number to call is 465 3888. LA Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s.
3: Athletic Field provides challenges that test their competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry, and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs good-paying jobs that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge, and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us.
0: Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana Campaign. Hi, this is Boxcar Bagel, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Swyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes, and we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240.
1: Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Oak.
0: So let's make a tee time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on
1: Kane 1240com and catch the podcast the next day.
0: Now back to Bayou Sports on the all new KANE
1: 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, October the twenty fourth, and of course speaking uh, with uh, Coach Terry Martin and the Lorville Tiger Head Football Coach. Uh, their big game uh, Friday night uh, against Catholic High over in Lorville. So if you uh, want to attend that game by looking to, uh, I guess I wouldn't get there necessarily at a quarter to seven. I'd no. try to get there a little bit early and make sure you have a, a decent seat or you might be uh, standing room only.
2: You know, I, I know um, having done some Laurelville games this year already, uh, those fans arrive early. I, I get there early. I'm there by five fifteen, five thirty, and there are already fans in seats. Oh, yes. You know?
1: Oh, yeah. I, I remember, Jeff, doing a playoff game for Lorville many years ago in Kentwood, mind you. And it was for the semifinals. Of course, Lorville trying to make it to the Dome that year. And, uh, oh, the game was at uh, 7 o'clock like they generally are. Well, at 6 o'clock, the Lorville stands were full. And I'm talking about it looked like a 1,000 people. Sitting in the stands, waiting for their Tigers to come into that game. Uh, I think one of the last uh, uh, games that Kirk Crochet had uh, at Lauraville, uh the former coach, and uh, I'm telling you, there were thousand twelve hundred people in those stands at Kentwood at that uh, that evening. And uh, and if Lorville didn't win that game, they got beat twenty one to seven. But that would have been their first trip to the dome way back in. Uh, I believe that was either 2000 and 2001. Meanwhile, uh, other games in the area of, of interest uh, with that, uh, of course, the Yellow Jackets uh, with a big win uh, this past uh Weekend, uh, we'll have Coach Josh Learman on uh, Thursday on Bayou Sports as the Yellow Jackets will t- uh, play host to uh, Sulphur, who's not on top of it right uh, now, too. So let's see if the Yellow Jackets can come out with another big win against the Sulphur Tornadoes uh, in that broadcast. Of course, the St. Martinville Tigers uh, will host the uh, Abbeville uh, Wildcats in a big ball game over in St. Martinville. Elsewhere, West St. Mary. Uh, we'll journey uh, to Franklin to take on the uh, or yeah to take on the uh, Hornets in that game. Of course, the Westgate Tigers have a big matchup uh, this coming Friday against St. Thomas More, predominantly if not one of the best teams in the state. Might be the best team in the state as uh, they've pretty much dominated uh, in uh, not only their district uh, but a, a state champion as of last year. Coming back to beat uh, LCA in a big ball game. Elsewhere uh, around the area, the Highland Baptists—they're uh, going to host uh, Centerville, the Bulldogs, at uh, Highland Baptist over there on Trotter Street. So, uh, good luck to Coach Rick Hudson and his team. The Generet Tigers uh, have only lost, I believe, twice this year. Uh, they take on Covenant Christian. Uh, they'll travel to Covenant Christian for that ball game. So, the Red Tigers pulled up a vote this week in the. Uh, in the uh, Louisiana Sports Writers, uh poll. Elsewhere, the delcom Panthers, uh, they're going to uh, host uh, Ascension Episcopal and, uh, over in delcom this uh, coming uh, uh, Friday. And with that, so uh, pretty much our, our team's uh, looking forward to a lot of games. Uh, believe it or not, already the ninth week of the season, uh, the season-ending games next weekend, and then on to the playoffs, and we'll have a lot more about that uh, through the course of uh, this rest of the season. Meanwhile, our college teams, uh, the Cajuns, they're, they're going to travel to uh, Mobile to take on South Alabama, the Jaguars. Uh, Cajuns are a ten-and-a-half-point dog in that game against the South Alabama team, playing pretty well. Of course, the Cajuns stung last week, uh, driving for a winning uh, touchdown late in the game and an interception into the end zone to halt that uh Possible win uh over at Cajun Field this past uh, weekend, meanwhile, the lSU Tigers are off this week uh They are not uh, scheduled uh to uh play Alabama the following week uh, and I'm sure that'll be a nationally televised game i'm trying to recall if that game it's not. I don't think it's an afternoon game. I do. Believe as it's an of yesterday,
2: Noel. As of yesterday, the time hadn't been set. Okay. They may be waiting to see what happens this weekend, because normally on Monday, certainly by Tuesday, they announce two weeks ahead, or you know, uh, so you know people have a chance to prepare. But um, once this year already, the LSU game wasn't set until they saw how they did the following week, and then they set the time. So again no no guarantees on this one, but uh, i I think it's a two thirty c b s game myself
1: yeah, and uh, of course it's going to be in Tuscaloosa at Alabama of course last year uh lSU handed Alabama their second loss of the year as they score on a two point try and win the game what was it uh, thirty two to thirty one as a freshman tight end makes a big catch and gets into the corner of the end zone to beat the Crimson Tide, as Nick Saban was doing a lot of politic and <laughs> trying to get into the college football playoffs last year with two losses as his other loss came to Tennessee on a, a last-second field goal, game-winning field goal. So uh, with that. Meanwhile, Tulane takes uh, the – they're going to journey to Houston to take on the Rice Isles, and believe you me, uh, as long as I've been following <laughs> Tulane, been part of their program – Rice Owls always gets Tulane tough. Why? It could be, I think one year Rice won one game, and it was against Tulane, who won nine games that year. So, uh, I just, why, I don't know. But uh, we'll see the Green Wave, 10-point picks in that game. Didn't see, and I'm surprised I didn't see a a betting line on the Alabama, uh, uh, I want to say, LSU game. I didn't see anything. Of course, Alabama is also off this week. So uh, both teams have uh, an extra time, an extra week, or a few days to prepare for against each other. Should be an interesting contest. Alabama has been playing pretty well as of late uh, with that. Of course, had some uh, quarterback issues earlier in the year.
2: Well, okay, here we go. CBS is going to do the game, LSU-Alabama, but they are putting it in prime time, So 6.45.
1: 6.45, kickoff. Uh, that's the uh, first that, i've seen of that okay so uh it's going to be on uh cbs uh with that game so uh, tigers come in six and two i believe alabama is seven and one with their only loss to texas who uh, has uh, dropped a little bit in the polls they were one time in the college football playoff but this year if my mind serves me right the college football playoff will host 12 teams in the college football playoff series so uh with that uh so we'll see you'll have a g G5 team get in uh with that uh, in the schedule along with uh some at large teams along with conference champions so uh it'll be interesting to see how that all is going to fall in and take place uh in the meantime um as i mentioned Earlier in the broadcast, uh, NBA uh, action underway tonight. The Warriors, Lakers, Suns, Nuggets all play on national TV as uh, the 78th season of the NBA t- tips off tonight. And get ready to see a lot of them uh, by the numbers. Golden State's going to be on uh, ESPN or ABC or TNT 29 times. The Lakers 28, Phoenix 25, Denver 22 or four of the 16s with at least 20 national televised games this season. Joining them are the Celtics at 26 and the Knicks at 20. Eight more teams have at least 10 such games. The Mavericks with 19, the Bucks also 19, the 76ers 18, the Heat 16, the Grizzlies come in at 13, the Clippers 12, the Kings 11, and the Spurs also 11. Eight teams have just one national game. That's the Hornets, Pistons, Rockets pacers magic trailblazers raptors and wizards further in that the season uh five most interesting teams according to uh, a lot of experts are going to be the 76ers the thunder the heat the cavaliers and the pelicans so uh we'll see how that's going to shape up as uh let's see as i mentioned uh let 's hope uh the uh, Pelicans can keep Zion Williams uh playing and uh, healthy in the game and I remember Charles Barkley uh, a couple of weeks ago mentioning that uh Zion needs to see if he can get in a little better shape, lose some weight like Barkley did in his play days when he dropped uh thirty or forty pounds to get down his weight, and uh, became uh just a, had more endurance uh through the course of a 82 game season, meanwhile, college basketball right around the corner two In the AP preseason All Americans, uh, the big men on campus, last year's Player of the Year Zach Edney uh, headlines the preseason All American team. Edney's about seven foot three. He uh, the, in the, of the five players on the uh, All American team uh, preseason, six, five of them, four of them, excuse me, are six eleven or taller. And there are no freshmen uh, for the second straight year, which previously hadn't happened uh, for nine consecutive years. Of course, Edney out of Purdue is seven foot four senior. He averaged that's right, seven foot four, averaged 22.3 a game, 13 rebounds, 2.1 blocks last season for the Ballermakers, and route to be a named Player of the Year. Hunter Dixon, or Dickinson from Kansas, a seven foot two senior, averaged 18 and nine uh, rebounds and 1.8 blocks last year. Uh, and uh, he was at Michigan before transferring in May. Kyle Filipowski, uh, the Duke 7-footer, sophomore, 15-1 a game, 8-9 rebounds, 1.3 steals. Uh, Armando Bacot, uh, the 6'11 graduate student, averaged 15-9. Uh, he'll be playing with the Heels. And finally, the only small man on the roster, Tyler Kolek, uh, Marquette, he's three, senior, averaged about 13 a game, 7.5 assists, 1.8 steals for the Golden Eagles. Uh, Anyway, others receiving votes just to host the names. I was looking to see if we had any local players on this list. Don't see any uh, from our uh, area on this list uh, with that. So, um, as I mentioned, all 32 National Hockey League teams are in action today. Start times have been staggered so that no two games begin at the same time. They've dubbed it the Frozen Frenzy. And, of course, ESPN Plus will be airing – Uh, an NFL Red Zone-style show host. Uh, So uh, if you want to follow some of the hockey with that uh, in the meantime. So uh, a lot going on right now.
2: Interesting that they choose this day, and you wonder if they're uh, marketing against the NBA opening night. And also they knew that, say, tomorrow night there would be no baseball. That's right. I mean, there may not have been baseball today if Phillies take care of business yesterday. But why not wait a day? Yes, you know, uh, unless that's like TBS's night for hockey, Uh, you know. But um, you know, uh, it's interesting. You know, the NHL usually finds a way to shoot themselves in the foot marketing-wise. They they don't necessarily, or maybe they just don't worry about it. They know that they've got uh, NHL fans are hardcore fans, but yet they're not trying to reach out to maybe the less hardcore fans, and that. To me, is a mistake.
1: Well, didn't it for years? The National Hockey League didn't have a national broadcast. Uh, They uh, not really. They'd gone uh, uh, years without uh, their after the strike, after the
2: '94 strike, um, ESPN dropped them. Yeah, Uh, and they did go a few years. Versus came around, which turned into NBC Sports, uh, and that was the first time. After about five, six years, they got some national coverage.
1: Yeah. Well, if you uh, want to watch football, collegiate football is on tap tonight uh, at uh, six o'clock and six thirty. You have New Mexico State uh, coming to Ruston to take on La Tech. La Tech a two and a half point pick in that game. That that game's going to be on uh, CBS Sports. Meanwhile, uh, a
2: couple of people who are making that trip today okay,
1: up to Ruston. Yeah. Anyway, also the second game that tip uh, kick off at uh, six thirty. It'll be uh, Liberty, who is and 7-0, taking on Western Kentucky at 4-3. and That game's going to be on ESPNU. Uh, Liberty, a five-and-a-half-point pick in that game. So, if you want to watch college football, you have a little of that. And tomorrow night, they have two more games. Thursday night, they'll have two more. And Friday night, they'll have one game. So, uh, collegiate football, if you want to watch that. Of course, uh, Major League Baseball today as uh, Arizona at Philadelphia, 7-0-7 first pitch. So, uh a lot on uh, tune tonight. I'm sure you can see the four uh, NBA games or three, two NBA games with the four teams. So with that, uh, time to take our next break here on Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, October the 24th. We'll be back with a little bit more along with Today in Sports History
6: right after this is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one hi this is jake blanchard with la classic roofing we're a third generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years as a locally owned and operated company we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s.
2: to AnswerToPain.com
0: Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens the recently refurbished sand traps and incredibly plush fairways And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240.
1: Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, October the 24th. And uh, with the NBA uh, action tipping off tonight, uh, of course, the Pelicans uh, will tip off, but they'll tip off, I believe, tomorrow night. Uh, They uh, will be in Memphis to take on the Grizzlies uh, at a uh, uh, 7-10 tip-off, of course, so. The uh, Pelicans come in uh, an underdog, a slight underdog, but an underdog in that game. A- meanwhile, you know, last year the national media, which it was all over the Pelicans last year, and uh, and uh, with that, of course, Zion Williams had missed the whole uh, season before, and they. Gave the Suns all they wanted uh, in the first round of the playoffs, and even last uh, last year, Charles Barkley said last October that New Orleans has a chance of winning the West. Anyway, fast forward to now, when the expectations, at least the ones uh, from the Pelicans' practice facilities in uh, Metairie, have tempered. Of course, the odd make odd makers in uh, Las Vegas have uh, nine teams favored to win the Western Conference. Have added the Pelicans. Naturally, the bar has been lowered, and we'll see what happens. If yet another entry married season, we'll see how that will come about. Uh, the Thunder have uh, uh, eliminated uh, them. Uh, we fell short of our goal, third-year coach Willie Green said, and that's disappointing uh, with that. Of course, uh, the season will tell us one or two questions about the Pels. Either they take care of the business unfinished or the business is indeed finished, and it's time for the franchise to move in a new direction. Uh, Kind of a harsh statement there. Pelicans are banking on the former, which is why they decided to run it back with their core of Williamson, Brandon Ingram, and C.J. McCollum. And uh, from what I see, nobody needs to show it more than Williamson, who has played just 114 games since being drafted already in 2019. Nobody wants to show it more than McCollum, who came to the NBA in 2013, has never missed the playoffs before last season, and we understand what's at stake, said McConnell. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, there's a hunger there, so we'll see uh, how the uh, Pelicans do. Uh, They mentioned there was a bitter taste in the mouth of our players after the way we ended uh, last year with injuries. Anyway, uh, the Pelicans, as I mentioned, uh, will kick off their year up in uh, Memphis uh, tomorrow night at seven ten. Uh, with that, of course, the Grizzlies, uh pretty good team. Uh, of course, uh, general manager Langdon pointed out last season when the Miami Heat finished eighth in the Eastern Conference and went on to reach the NBA Finals. Of course, can the Cap Pelicans have type of success this season? If they do, they will do it during a season which the expectations aren't as high as they were a year ago. So uh, Pelicans, uh, we'll see. If um, You know, Jeff, we talked about it many times. If Zion Williamson can uh, play in 70, 75 games this year, it would be nice.
2: And, and it wasn't just he that got hurt. Who was the other key Well, player? Brandon Ingram yeah. earlier yeah. in
1: the year was injured, and he came on to have a pretty good year, but uh, he was out for a few games. I think what the Pelicans started last year, like 3-15 and 15 or something like that, then uh, had a couple spurts during the course of the year. No, I think they started strong, but then the injuries. Yeah, the injuries uh, had, uh, adhered to that, but uh, – Yeah, and McCullum missed time. Uh, Of course, Williamson missed a lot of time after he what injured his foot uh, or hamstring. I think it was a a tweak, as they initially said, and he stayed out there a heck of of a tweak. You know, so I personally think it was a tear. Anyway, uh, pretty much we'll see uh, Pelicans tomorrow night uh, uh, with all of that. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, today in sports history. Uh, back in 1892, of course, they didn't call it the World Series. They called it the World's Championship. Of course, the American League hadn't been formed yet, and it was a makeup of teams uh, in the National League at the time. And over in Boston, the Boston Bean Eaters beat the Cleveland Spiders, with the future would be the Indians, and, of course, the Guardians 8-3 to for five zero and one They played the best out of nine back then. Anyway, it was the last of the pre-modern era World Series. Also in this date, 1939, Joe DiMaggio wins the AL MVP. Jimmy Fox, uh, of course, the runner-up in that regard. Also in 1963, Sandy Koufax, unanimous choice of the Cy Young Award. I think he went 27-5 that particular year. Elsewhere on this date, 1974, Billy Morton, named the AL Manager of the Year. It wasn't with the Yankees. It was with the Texas Rangers that year. Uh, as Martin took over, I think, for uh, Ted Williams, who retired as the uh, Rangers' manager. Also in this date, 1976, in in the New York City marathon american bill rogers wins his first title in two hours 10 minutes and 10 seconds mickey gorman takes out the women's race at two hours 39 minutes and 11 seconds also in 1979 billy martin punches a marshmallow salesman and puts his job in jeopardy i think uh they held on to him (laughs) i remember that incident though uh i think it happened outside a bar in new york Elsewhere in this date, nineteen eighty six, uh, Major League, uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers, Bill Russell announces his retirement. He's thirty eight years of age. That infield for the uh, Dodgers of Garvey, Steve Garvey, at first, Davey Lopes at second, and Ron Say at third stayed that way. I think for the whole decade, or pretty much of that decade, as the uh, the. The Dodgers infield uh, was the second time it went around like that. Uh, back in the 50s, they did the same thing. Also in this date, 1989, after a week's delay due to that earthquake out there, the World Series Game 3 is played, uh, and it went on to uh, finish that. Uh, and I think it was uh, – I want to say Oakland ended up beating the Giants. And surprisingly, two teams uh, – from right across the bay from each other. Elsewhere on 1992 on this date, uh, the World Series, the Toronto Blue Jays beat the Fal- uh, Falcons, the, the Atlanta Braves, 4-3 to in Game 6 at Fulton County Stadium to win their first ever title. MVP of that series, I forgot about that, was uh, the catcher, Pat uh, Borders, was the MVP in that series. I think Joe Carter
2: was the next
1: year. Yeah, he hit the uh, game-winning yeah. home run to beat the uh, Phillies Yes, uh, the next year off of Mitch Williams in that game also in this date in 2021 uh, or excuse me forgot one date 1996 the last game at atlanta's fulton county stadium as the yanks win a record eight straight road postseason game uh, with no losses they beat the uh beat the braves who had those three uh hall of fame pitchers uh back then also in this date in 2021 michael jordan's a pair of 1984 nike airships self are you ready $1.472 million at, uh, Sotheby's, uh, a new record for sneakers at an auction. Unbelievable. Elsewhere in this date in 2021, Tom Brady becomes the first uh, quarterback in NFL history to record a 600-touchdown pass when he hits Mike Evans in the first quarter of a Buccaneers uh, win in Tampa Bay. Birthdays today. uh, Give a shout-out and born on this date way back in 1926, Y.A. Tittle, the quarterback of uh, Baltimore, played with the 49ers for many years until they traded him to the Giants. He was the MVP in the National Football League at 37 in 1963, uh, uh, born in Marshall, Texas, of course, uh, who was a tremendous all-conference player. A lot of people forget it, LSU in the uh, mid-'40s uh, for the Tigers. So took him to the Cotton Bowl one year, and I think it was in uh, January 1st of forty-seven. Elsewhere, born on this day, former Saints coach J.D. Roberts, who was a Hall of Fame guard at Oklahoma. He also won the Outland Trophy back in 1953 as the best lineman in collegiate football. Of course, a Saints coach back in the day. He was born in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Uh, J.D. Roberts passed away two years ago in 2021. Also born on this day, way back in 1932, Johnny Leitner. And Leitner won the Heisman Trophy at Notre Dame back in 53. He uh, was a pro bowler with the Steelers. He was born in Chicago, Illinois. Of course, Leitner passed away. In 2016. Also uh, passing away on this date, and I remember it well, uh, kind of shocked the NFL in 1971 when Chuck Hughes of the Detroit Lions collapsed mm. on the field yeah. and died uh, later on in that game. Uh, just uh, to my knowledge, the only uh, um, National Football League player to ever die in action on the field uh, is Chuck Hughes just dropped, collapsed. And. Uh, D- DeMar Hamlin tried. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he but- did. But uh, Chuck Hughes, I remember it well. There was a lot of talk around the NFL, that uh, talking about some more restrictions. But uh, Hughes just collapsed. He wasn't hit, just collapsed. Anyway, also passing away on this date, a year later, 1972, uh, Jackie Robinson, the Hall of Fame second baseman, of course the first African-American to ever play in the major leagues uh, in the modern era uh, with the Brooklyn Dodgers, a six-time All-Star won the World Series in 55, won the MVP in 49, dies of a heart attack at 53 years of age. And it was uh,
2: just recently honored at uh, the World Series. Uh, I'm not sure if it was a game in uh, Oakland or uh, Cincinnati, but he had just been honored, uh, uh, may have thrown out the first pitcher, something to that effect, and uh, died soon after.
1: And, you know, his widow, Rachel, I think, I don't know, I don't remember her passing. She's still pretty active, though. I
2: know she was alive uh, in July for the All-Star game. Uh, It was her 100th birthday.
1: That's right. So, uh, hats off. Anyway, uh, going back to the quote of the day, uh, why Tittle? Why? a lot of you younger uh, listeners maybe don't remember yet YA, but played for the 49ers, did a good job for them. John Brody came in, they traded YA to the New York football Giants. He led them to three conf- or conference titles uh, with the Giants back in 61, 62, and 63. And uh, through, for a record that stood for over 20 years, he threw 36 touchdown passes uh, in, uh, in that 1963 season when he was the MVP. Of course, his last year was in 64, and they have an iconic picture of him With a black and white picture of he got cuts and blood running down. He was bald headed and all, and it looked like a lot older than his 38 years with that. And uh, why, you know, at the end of the day, he said, I've been old and bald headed and ugly since I've been 28 years of age. Of course, as I mentioned, he led the Giants to many titles. Never could uh, win the championship. I think in 61, got beat by uh, Green Bay in 61 and 62, and then got beat by the Bears in 63. And uh, but like I said uh, that record stood for 21 years until Dan Moreno broke it uh, way back in uh 84 for the Dolphins but uh y. A. Tittle uh, uh all-conference quarterback at LSU out of Marshall Texas could have gone anywhere he wanted in the state of Texas but chose the Tigers and uh was a fine quarterback there led him to a cotton bowl uh, against Arkansas they called it the ice bowl on January 1st 47 when they tied nobody could score it was a 0-0 game playing on the ice back in uh uh, January forty-seven. Anyway, that's today in sports history, Jeff. Don't know if you might have seen something else. To
2: well, just catch um, your eye. You know, we were talking about the Pelicans. They were in first place, December twelfth, first place in the West, December twelfth, and then they languished, uh, second and third place, into mid-January, and then that's when you really
1: started to see. Maybe them that's fall. what I recall. Yeah, but yeah. they uh, Zion Williamson that's went down like, like in early January. January eighth, yeah. In, in that neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, anyway, interesting. We'll see what they'll do this year. Supposedly, other than one player having some nagging injuries, uh, Alvarez, I think it is, they're pretty healthy right now.
2: So, again, we'll look forward to it. Uh, We'll talk more about it uh, probably tomorrow and uh, following that game uh, Thursday, their opener. Anyway, big thanks uh, again to our guest today, Terry Martin, head coach at Lauraville, and our sponsors, uh, State Representative-elect now in District 49, Jacob Landry. L.A. Classic Roofing, the Headache and Pain Center, Cane Golf and Turf Club, and the Schwing Insurance Agency appreciate their support of Bayou Sports.